Hello and welcome to our show Film Talk with AJ Dean. I'm AJ Dean, your host, and tonight we have a spectacular VIP guest. We're welcoming him back, Mr. John Russell Kring. He is a director, filmmaker, producer, and actor. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about and his amazing and fun and fun, fantastic life that he's got. Let's give him a super warm welcome. Hey, John, it's so great. Welcome back. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, I've noticed on Zoom because pe when people are, uh, are muted, they don't clap. They just do this. <laughs> so there. This is me, cl this is me acknowledging uh, your introduction of me. Well done. All right. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, you know, a lot has changed since you were last on the show and we've got a yes. lot, hasn't it? So um, now let's talk about, first of all, where you are. You Are you back east? Where are you, John? And what are you, what are you doing there? Well, I, I normally am in uh, Tuxedo Park, New York, which is about uh, 45 minutes from New York City. But uh, currently I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm at my brother's house. Uh, if you look around, I'm staying in my nephew's room, and uh, we've been here for about uh, four days, and uh, before that, we were in Atlanta uh, shooting, finishing up a uh, 2B series. So uh, this has been uh, kind of a whirlwind, and uh, we're heading back uh, tomorrow. We leave at five o'clock in the morning. Incredible, incredible. Now, can you tell us uh, what the name of the series is, what it's about? Sure. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the name of the series is uh, Back to the Trap, uh, and it's, uh, there. there's sort of a new term uh, out called felon movies, where basically it's, you know, kind of like things like um, uh, New Jack City or, uh, you know, you know, things like that, where it's kind of like about the street life and, but they also have sort of a soap opera quality to them. And a uh, gentleman by the name of uh, Tavares Walker, he uh, kind of left, you know, a, a criminal lifestyle and became a writer and a uh, creator of, he had three films on Tubi and he has brought us in and we are helping him to do his uh, first series. Um, so it's, I probably has about 35 different characters and, you know, you know, guns and drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, it's unlike anything I've ever been involved with. Incredible. And, you know, yeah. this is so much fun because you're not only it's not it's not only like a biography in a way because you're learning about his life, but you're also yes. right. You're sharing it as well with other people. And he's got a perspective having overcome all of that and change, right. changing his life. What an incredible well, really, story. Yeah, well, you really forget, you really don't realize just the different worlds that people live in, you know? And when you're like in the hoods of Atlanta um, and you're, you know, shooting and uh, one of your actors, you know, uh, ends up actually being uh, arrested on like some trumped up charges. And then you have to like deal with, you know, trying to, change up the scene as a result of it um you know you you understand what white privilege is and yeah. you understand how blessed uh how blessed you are oh my dog wants to get up here on on the uh on the bed with me oh so fabulous yes 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 so, so mr grizz yeah mr grizz <laughs> will 
Hi, he'll go ahead and be with me here. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Gribbs? Yeah, yeah. He, he His name is Clark W. Griswold. Hello, Mr. Gribbs. Yes, from from uh, from a Christmas vacation. Oh, you're the cutest. Hello, sweetheart. Yes, yes. How are you, Angel? And we love <laughs> we love our fur babies. And so thank oh, you. Oh yes, so much. they're family. Much love uh, to Mr. Gribbs from Auntie AJ. <laughs> Auntie AJ loves you. You're the best. You're the best, <laughs> Mr. Gribbs, in the world. So do you have a, a, do you have any pets? Oh, we used to, not right now, but we used to, John, and um, aren't they fabulous? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yes. There, he, I have two, uh, uh, Clark W. Griswold here, and then there's also Miss Dixie, but she's in the other room. <laughs> I love the names. I love mm -hmm. the names. They're classic and they're great. Um, well, yes. Thank you for sharing uh, your beautiful fur family member <laughs> with us as well. And, and John, I want to talk to you about, there's a couple um, pictures on the screen here. Um, one is that it looks like at a casino. And then oh, okay. another one is uh, in, in a, a restaurant or, or something. So um, could you tell us a little bit about them and where they were, where they were taken? Uh, I believe the one in the casino, um, I uh, started uh, being involved with a uh, film festival called the Festival of Cinema. I am uh, on the board there. And that was uh, the opening, I believe, of the uh, festival. Uh, they were having a, a you know, kind of a, a party for, uh, for everybody. And uh, I didn't even know that uh, New, York, uh, New York City had uh, casinos. But uh, this, yeah, this was actually in uh, Queens, New York, and uh, we just finished uh, the festival and had a great time. And uh, it was it was lovely to be supportive because I had actually won an award at that festival a few years ago uh, for my film Darcy. And so to be on the board now and supporting it uh, was great. And see, let's see what the other one is. Congratulations uh, on that. Oh, thank. Oh, and I think that, yeah, and I think the other one is uh, probably just me eating some really good uh, dumplings. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I like the picture. I love the pictures. I love them both. Um, I thought you were going to say eating um, or you were waiting for your waffles because I love waffles too as oh, well. Oh, okay. Do you, love pan I, do you love pancakes, John? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm more of a uh, crepe uh, person, okay. but I do, yeah, but I do. You know, pancakes are kind of, you know, a little bit, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, a uh, we just went out this morning and had a very southern uh, breakfast, and uh, it was a it was a lovely experience. The only thing is that uh, all of the waitresses looked like that they probably were strippers about twenty five <laughs> years ago. It's like their stripper days were done. But you definitely knew that uh, those ladies had been on some polls. Oh, bless their hearts. Yes. They, they... Now, they're waiters. now they're waitresses and they're serving me biscuits. So they. <laughs> and you know what? I bet they have some of the best stories. Oh, I mean, that, that's the thing is that everybody, you know, has such an incredible story in their life. Yes. And they don't even realize how amazing their story is. And it's us our job as like creators and filmmakers and artists, if you will, yeah. to uh, pull that out of them, you know, and, you know, 
and share them with the world. I'm always in collaboration with people trying to get their stories told. That's the beauty of it. And that's what you do. And you do it so well. And um, thank you for dressing up. I love your hat and your glasses, <laughs> and your shirt and everything. I dressed up too, as well. I just want to say thank you, Georgia yeah. Dante, for giving me uh, this hat and uh, the dress I'm wearing. Georgia Dante from Las Vegas, Nevada. Speaking of Nevada, I want to give a special shout out to Deborah Richards, because that's mm. how, she, you know, that's how we met. She introduced right. us. And let's talk a little bit about that because that was Move Me No Mountain. I'm, I've got uh, on the screen now a picture of Move Me No Mountain right. uh, and also the Forest Hills. So yes. let's, let's talk a little bit about Move Me No Mountain. You were second unit director or assistant director. Assistant director, yes. I was right. I was AD on uh, Move Me No Mountain, and uh, it was my first time in Las Vegas. And it was a tr tremendous experience. And since then, my brother has moved there. So uh, I just saw uh, Patrick Wirtz, who is the uh, producer of Movie No Mountain, and Debbie uh, probably about uh, three weeks ago. Yes. And, uh, yes, we had, a, we had a great time. And I, just, I love Vegas. I think Vegas it has so much character, but it also has a lovely kind of a small town feel to it. It does. And, uh, could there be a more beautiful place? Really, it's it's so true. And I just want to give a special shout out also to Patrick Wirtz. He's an incredible producer, and I want him to have credit because he works a lot behind the scenes. But he does. He, but he's so uh, wonderful and consistent, and he's always there. He's such a super nice guy. Hi, well, Patrick. Well, I have such love for producers. I mean, yeah. we, we can't do anything, you know, in our business without somebody who's willing to just go out there and, you know, get us the things that we need to get, whether that's money or locations. Or I remember we were shooting um, in the uh, right behind one of the casinos and there were like a couple of uh, policemen that were like blocking off the alleyway. And the background was like this beautiful neon. And we only had like, you know, four or five hours to get the shot, but it was, it was the kind of thing that you could not do uh, without a great producer. It was not like it, you couldn't have like run and gun and kind of like uh, done a, you know, just, you know, guerrilla filmmaking to get this shot, you know, and someone like Patrick Wirtz just, it, it takes it up to, a, to another level. Yes, he does. And he's so resourceful, you know, to be you have to be very resourceful to be a producer. You have to yeah. be uh, quick thinking and you have to have backups and alternatives. And he's so incredible. I, I respect him very, very much. Um, you mentioned about the casino. Yes. It, fascinating. It, tell us a little bit more. Uh, what was the most fun that you had on was oh, it the, that's, was it the rave scene? Talk, talk. The rave scene. Yes. Yes. You're <laughs> right. That was at, that was the most fun. That was almost on um I think it was the second to the last day that we shot and it was out uh in the uh kind of outside of uh and it was like it it just was like a campground but it was in the middle of the desert and uh they had done such a great job of getting all of these people with all of these crazy costumes and all, and uh, someone out there doing the music and the lights. And uh, I remember uh, 
Debbie was running around with the camera. So she was, you know, so I was like screaming out, you know, like, do this, do this. Because she was like trying to get everything. And so when you're doing that, you really, you know, you don't have the ability to like pull out because you're just like trying to get over here. And I'm just like, you do more with the wings, more wings, more wings, more wings. And then I would be like, oh, you over here, you know, you do this. <laughs> you know, I was, I was really having to uh, uh, sort of direct the action so that Debbie could shoot just incredible, you know, this really, really crazy fun racing. And it just kept going and going and going and going. There was so much great footage and there were so many people. And also my niece came uh, uh, into town and she's in that scene too. Which oh, was she a is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, it, it was a lot of fun to have her in it too. She had like little wings on and everything. It was, anyway, yeah, but the rave scene was, so, there, there's also, um, I remember when I first read the script uh, and that, that particular scene, because it starts with this guy and he has a giant zebra head on. Isn't that cool? Not, right. And she's not sure if what she's seeing is reality or surreality. Wow. And uh, I remember when I first uh, read that scene with Debbie, uh, which the scene actually moved to the front of the film, yeah. uh, I said, that this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the film because it, it, it just, it brings something unexpected. And I think sometimes, you know, as filmmakers, when you're telling a story, you know, we've seen stories of homelessness and that type of thing, but you want to bring something that is going to like, the audience can, hang on to that and go, you know what? I've never seen anything exactly like that. That took me to a place that really uh, surprised me, yeah. you know, and I, that, you know, an audience loves that. And they do. You're absolutely right. 100% John. And how many hours were you out there in the desert doing that rave scene? You know, I mean, it's, I, I would say that, you know, there were, there was a lot of, there was a lot of setup for it, but the actual shooting, was probably only like two or three hours, oh, so it's great. so it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 wasn't bad at all. And you know that's that. You know that's the thing is, uh, you know, film is like ninety nine percent preparation. Yeah. So that's that. You know that's that. That's just the way it works. Amazing, amazing. Okay. Um, we also have on the screen here the Forest Hills. Now this is a oh, 20, the twenty twenty three uh, film, isn't it? Yes. Oh. Tell us about yeah. that. Well, yeah, for the Forest Hills is another film that uh, I did. AD'd. You know, whenever I'm not directing my own films or writing my own films, or you know, or actually, it's my wife and I. You know, let me not say me; it, it, it's both of us. But um, uh, I'm I'm ading other projects, so I ad'd that one, and it's uh, it's kind of a a psychological horror but with a sort of like, you know, uh, werewolf uh, aspects to it. It had she has Shelley Duvall's first performance in 22 years. She's in the movie. Um, and, oh my gosh, you uh, must be so proud. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it, I, I was, it was very exciting to give Shelley Duvall another opportunity to do film and boy, did it blow up. It went all over the world. The that Shelley was coming back to film, you know, and congratulations. Uh, and yeah, and we we did a 14 day shoot, but there were two months of reshoots. 
So they were they did a lot of extra stuff. I think that um, there was a movie that was in the head of uh, the director, and then there I think there was a movie that the audience wanted to see, mm -hmm. and being a, a great director understood that you know that there that there was a story there that the audience wanted more of yeah so when it, he went out and did a lot of really amazing uh, reshoots with a is a cinematographer named uh, scott hansen and added some more horror aspects and added a little bit more suspense and you know some more bloody kills and stuff like that so the movie that i saw uh, at the premiere with uh, Kevin Smith um, is not the movie necessarily everybody else is going to see because there's been so much that's been added to it. So it's kind of like Justice League, you know, you uh, you know, the, the, there's the one movie, but but now you're going to get the Snyder cut. You're going to get the really, you know, elongated new uh, director's version that I think is going to be a better film. Wonderful, wonderful. Now we can see Move Me No Mountain on Tubi, Amazon Prime. Yes. And mm -hmm. Amazon UK, where can we see the Forest Hills? Well, right now, I think that they are uh, in negotiations okay. for by uh, they they have Dis distribution. It, yeah, well, yeah, it's played it's played a few film festivals, uh, but it has not really uh, found its distribution home yet. Okay. So I that's but I think that that you know is probably going to change. I think the plan is to release it probably sometime around uh, Halloween. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, um, circling back to Move Me No Mountain, how did you meet Debbie? We want to talk about how you met your wife in a right. in a moment, but how did you meet Deborah Richards? I mean, I I, I met Debbie on uh, Clubhouse. Uh, on you know, Clubhouse? yes, yeah, I met her on Clubhouse. It was, uh, uh, you know, for those who don't know, Clubhouse is a a great uh, you know networking venue where you know you go into these rooms and you're able to it's it's sort of like a podcast that you can be part of yes the, and you can either listen or you can you know kind of jump in and start talking too and uh debbie was and debbie was talking about her uh production and she was uh kind of looking for people to be involved in it and uh we we really just kind of connected over, you know, my experience and, you know, doing a lot of independent films. And this was her first uh, feature. And, um, you know, she would share with me scenes. She would share with me, um, you know, mood boards. She would share with me uh, scripts. And I would, you know, sort of give my opinion. And we became really great friends that way. That's wonderful. So, so great. And so I want to encourage everybody to check out Move Me No Mountain because it's a great movie and I think you'll enjoy it. It has a lot of great social messages and and wonderful. There's some wonderful music in it and acting. And so thank you, John, so much for that. And, and a, yeah, a great lead in uh, in a cat. Cat is an incredible. Yes. What, one of the most uh, special things about that film is the performance of Cat uh, Lelly. She is just incredible. And she was, she got so dirty and she got so, I mean, she lost a bunch of weight and she went full uh, Robert De Niro on this yes. thing. Yeah. I mean, she really, she really did. <laughs> yes, she did. We love Cat Lelly. We also want to give a shout out to L.A. Walker and Nicole yes. uh, Butler, Nicole Vegas. Um, and also Stacy Dickerson did fabulous as well as the realtor. 
Um, just so many great, great um, acting in that in that movie. So check, be sure to check it out. Say again. Really, Las Vegas has a lot of talent in it. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And um, you are CEO of Extraordinary Film Project and F <laughs> F3 Films. Tell us about your company and how you met your wife. Well, yeah, uh, back, yeah, uh, F3 Films is kind of like what I started with. The Extraordinary Film Project was when we were making uh, 12 feature films in uh, 12 months. It was like the beginning of my film career. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, now uh, we are, you know, we're, we're just always trying, right, we've made up uh, 20 features uh, so far. Um, we have uh, two that are uh, coming out this year. Um, one of them is called Girl in the Palms, uh, and it's uh, going. Uh, it's coming out through distribution in October. And the other one is starting its uh, festival run, and that's called uh, Wheelies uh, Incorporated. Uh, but uh, my wife and I, we also have started a uh, podcast, and that is another. That's another thing that we're doing, which has been crazy because I've I've been trying to get my wife uh, to, you know. I, she, she and I have such fun and weird conversations <laughs> about filmmaking, about marriage, about everything. Okay. Yeah. And so the, so the idea of doing a podcast that would be sort of like, it's us getting up every morning, having breakfast and talking about movies or talking about <laughs> uh, what's happening in entertainment. You know, we've been talking a lot about the WGA and SAG oh, app. Yes. We've talked a lot about that. And, uh, you know, and the, you know, the revelations, you know, that we always had, which is that we always thought that because we were like independent filmmakers, you know, this, that the deck was kind of stacked against us that, you know, yes, you can get your film out there, but it's not necessarily going to make you much money. Oh. So, because you don't have the stars, you don't have that. And I think what we've discovered through this whole SAG after thing is that the deck is sort of stacked against everybody except for the ones right at the top, you know, the, the streaming services, the corporations. And, you know, when Aaron, you know, when uh, Aaron Paul says uh, he doesn't receive any residuals for Breaking Bad, on Netflix. I mean, that's unbelievable to me. It's amazing. The fact that, yeah. the fact that you would have created such an iconic program right. and you don't receive any money from Isn't it. That's something else. You wouldn't have thought that looking from right. the outside. I was going to ask you about the Hollywood strike and your opinion of it and what you think. Yeah. How long do you think it will go on for? Oh, that, I mean, honestly, it, it's going to go on as, as until you know, uh, there's victory until there's justice. And um, the way that uh, the the working man, the working actor, the working writer, the way that they have been whittled down and belittled and basically been told that they are just gig workers, that, you know, that they can't necessarily have a career is, um, it's just wrong. And, um I, you know, I'm actually frozen right now in a project because I'm waiting on a SAG after interim agreement, you know, so I want it to end a lot, you know, sooner than later, but not until, you know, 
let justice be done or let the heavens fall, as they say in the untouchables. Yes, there, it has to, there has to be some change, John. So yeah, there does. So, yes. Now that podcast sounds amazing with your wife and yeah. uh, tell us how people can, when, when is that going to start? And oh, well, it, it, I mean, it, I think we're on uh, almost our uh, 20th episode right now. Okay. It's, out. it's on anywhere that you could find a podcast. You oh. can find married to movies. Married so, movies, and this is um, let me Mary just here it is. I've, I've got it on screen right here. Married to yeah. movies, here's the logo. So, can you go to YouTube? Can you go to yeah, on Spotify? It's on Apple Podcasts, it's on right. uh, re really anywhere. If you, you that uh have podcasts, we're on it. There's probably 40 different places that you can find it, but if you put in married to movies, you'll find us, and usually we'll be eating an omelet. <laughs> and we'll we'll be talking some shit about uh, what's happening, like what's the last movie we watched, or uh, you know, we we did one episode that was uh, from the, uh, where and we were about to watch Barbie, so so we did the whole we did the whole episode like you know in our car eating you know popcorn which I spilled on myself and uh, and then we ended up talking about Barbie. <laughs> that's great that is great okay so, great. <laughs> i loved barbie too i really enjoyed it jeff jeff and i saw it and um it was a lot of fun so i encourage everybody to check that out i want everyone to uh check out married to movies your new podcast with your wife tracy nicole and yeah. that is on youtube spotify search for it online remember this logo while um when you're on google search for it and that'll come up and then that'll take you right to it and it's yes. free. It's free, right, John? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's free and it's uh it's fun and it's it's only like thirty five minutes and it's a great you know I really you know took uh, inspiration from your podcast. Oh, uh, thank you. Okay, so uh, I think that you know I think it's a great way to you know kind of just get out some of our knowledge and our experience, you yeah. know and. The mistakes that we've made so maybe you won't make the same ones absolutely you know anyone can do a podcast and i encourage them to do so it's so much fun it's a great way to not only record your life um because it's you know making a mark on the world if you will it's it's creating video um and it stays you know on there on the youtube channel and spotify but it's also helping other people you can promote uh, other people other products other films and like what you're doing with your wife promoting films and all of that keeping them in the loop john so it, it's really so much fun so i encourage everybody to do that or you know or writing or whatever you want to do um now on this last one this last photo i had up this is the new poster right for wheelies yes wheelies incorporated yes Wheelies incorporated okay yeah. i love it well well what we did was we um put together a bunch of uh pictures you know sort of like the montage picture people do uh, and uh, my wife was like, you know, I want to do something more special for this uh, film. So there is a guy by the name of Dom Bittner, who is in England. And I uh, saw his work on an A24 film forum on a Facebook. And he has these incredible uh, paintings that he does of the, you know, all the famous A24 films like Ex Machina or uh, hereditary or, you know, whatever. 
and he creates his own uh, movie posters. Cool. I was like, well, uh, could you do that, you know, for us? So he painted us just a beautiful piece of art. And uh, obviously this doesn't have like all the logos and, you know, the wheelies incorporated and, you know, the, the credit block and all this, because we wanted something that stood as art on its own. It and, does. You know, yeah. And, I, and I'm just really, really thrilled with how it turned out. I love it. I love the colors. I love the uh, everything that he's included. Uh, the the um, the dynamics of of the angles. I love you know the perspective of the bike and the wheel and the people. Right. It's, it's I mean, the, I mean the movie. I mean the movie is all about sort of you know all of these kids and their lifestyle, riding around doing wheelies. You know so. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it needed to have the, the life and the fun and the energy. And uh, one of the things that we've done uh, on on the actual movie poster is that instead of just the names of the of the kids and the people that are involved in the movie, we have uh, their in, their Instagram uh, handles. Oh, so nice. Go directly and look at, you know, more of their videos and more of what they're doing. And, you know, trying to keep it a little bit more modern. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I love that. I'm going to go back to your Married to Movies logo to have that up on the screen. But I did want to talk about how you met your wife. How did you meet your wife? Now, you started traveling with your family and performing all across America during, you, during the Traveling Gypsy Show. And yes, yes. Um, how did you meet Tracy Nicole? Yes, I uh, I grew up and um, we were in a family band. We uh, toured the country and we performed. And uh, when we you know stopped that after many 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 years, um, we I landed in uh, Nashville and I had a uh, really really terrible job doing phone surveys. And she uh, was in the uh, cubicle right across from me. And uh, we just ended up connecting. She had a background in film and had some film equipment that she had won when she was 18 years old. And um, I was writing and, you know, we just started to create together. We did probably, you know, uh, a dozen and a half short films. We did cable access television uh, show. And that was all before we were a couple. We were a creative couple before we were a, and, but people would all say, oh, you guys, you know, you're, you're going to end up together. You, you two, like, <laughs> we are. that's not what we do. And then her, you know, and, you know, and then other members of her family were like, well, I don't know if, you know, you should be with him because, you know, you're, you're a married woman and stuff like that. But, you know, honestly, it just, there, once that creative spark, you know, has happened and, uh, you know, it's very, very hard to put out that fire. So we are 22 years of marriage. And wow. then we were together for four years before that. So Con a total of 26 years. Sorry, say that again. A total of 26 years. And it's been 26 years of some form of uh, filmmaking. Congratulations. Congratulations to you and Tracy. You know, I always say this on my show, but I have to say it again every time when there's a great love story. I love love. You know, love makes the world go around. And I just want to celebrate 
the the fact that you uh, have been together so long you and tracy hi tracy much love <laughs> and blessings to you tracy thank you tracy for um you know your contribution and being a great partner to john and it, and it, you're an example as a couple you're an example so thank you both well you know i uh aj i'm of the opinion that movies get made with love i really i really think they do and you you can't do it with stress you can't do it with pain you know it has to be you know a, a loving situation where everybody loves each other and serves the film yeah. and you know, being in a, you know, the relationship with Tracy, you know, we are iron is sharpening iron and she challenges me. I challenge her and we have created so much together. I love that. And that's just like Jeff and I, um, he's a little bit more on the technical side, but he does love graphics and filmmaking. He loves films and cinema. He loves, you know, uh, the, old, the Hollywood classics and all of that. So uh, I hear what you're saying uh, and it's a wonderful thing. So we celebrate with you. Cheers. I just want to say cheers. Cheers. I have, I have nothing to cheer, but there we go. Yeah. There you go. You're an actor. So <laughs> you improvised and you did great. Yeah, exactly. Gotta do. You did great. Um, I want to ask you, John, what is your opinion of AI? You know, uh, technology is changing rather fast in the filmmaking mm -hmm. industry. What is your perspective on AI? Uh, you know, uh, it's it's very interesting. I, I feel like the democratization of art is always a good thing. Okay. I, I believe that um, AI is art if you... Uh, because, you know, we're all AI. We all take whatever we've experienced and we put something out. And it's a conglomeration of that. That's exactly what AI is doing. Mm -hmm. When you start to uh, take something that is, you know, can be a wonderful tool and you start to use it in a, uh, a negative way to try to take people's jobs away, to try to take people's opportunities away, um, I think. So really, the problem is not AI. The problem is people. Okay, the ah, problem generations. Yeah. The problem is the the perversion of uh, what is happening. You can either use a hammer to build an orphanage, or you can beat an orphan. Okay, it's it's not the hammer's fault. Exactly. You know, I, I agree with you 100% because um, it, AI is a tool, but it's really the people um, that are in charge of it and uh, are, are, are promoting it. Those are the ones who are and making profit off of it. Those are the ones that are, you know, in charge of it. So, I mean, I'm not in charge of AI, but um, I have a virtual background here. This is, and so that could be considered artificial. Um, but I use that and that's helpful to me, but it doesn't hurt anybody. And this doesn't take away, you know, my job or anyone else's job that, that there, that was, you know, no one was working for me. So it didn't, didn't take any person's job away, but you bring such a good point up, John, about taking jobs away. Um, it, it will replace many, many, um, jobs. And also some people have said that you know, this is going to be the downfall of the film industry. What's your opinion and take on that? I think that everything always has uh, has 
its moment. It it it, it sort of it to to me it reminds me of uh, when the uh, drum machines started. Okay, and drummers were all like, "Well, this will be the downfall. Nobody will have uh, live drummers." Well, there still are live drummers. Yes. Now, there aren't as many, uh, you know, drum positions as there were, but there were some people that abhor the idea of drum machines. So, you know, it's it's just going to be a tool. That's, you know, that, mm -hmm. and uh, yes, you know, people stream or people have Spotify or people, people have cassettes and people still have albums and albums sell more than uh, CDs do. So, you know, people are always going to find a way back to the analog, to, to the real thing. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, honestly, when um, the, the uh, streaming services and they said, look, we'll scan you and then we'll pay you uh, for your likeness. Well, obviously that's ridiculous because to scan somebody and then use them in perpetuity for the rest of their life is really taking away the position uh, of their job. But what if, what if instead they scan you and then every time you're used, you were given something? You know, let's say you were given $20 or, 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 or something like that. Well, then that actually becomes an income stream. If you're being used by five or 10 or 20 different shows and you're making $20 per show, then that would balance what you weren't making by being a stand-in or a background actor. And that's the kind of thing you have to take people in consideration yes. along with the technology. Yes. It's got to be a balance, right, John? Right. Exactly. Yes, yes. I love because what you we can't do it without without either. We can't do it without people and we can't do it without technology. Right. So as far as the de the death knell of the film industry or, or whatever, um, I think everything, you know, everything is going to uh, evolve. We we're going to see fully AI movies, but are they going to be good? You know, and that and that's the question. It doesn't it doesn't matter how something gets made it matters the quality of the people that are making it yes you know the original idea mm -hmm. the, the performance the uh the script mm -hmm. and, and ai is you know it you'll can't probably do it get, right well maybe they will eventually but you'll get just as many great ai movies as you know we get great uh any other kind of for me, no, it, I I love real. I want real right. movies with real actors and real human beings. Um, that's what is uh, fascinating well, to me. Go ahead. Old though, in in movies again, like if you saw if there was a movie that had Humphrey Bogart in it, an AI version of him, would that interest you? Well, um, I, I I would have to see how they wrote the script what the story is right i'd have to see if i liked the way he looked um right. they'd have to keep so many things intact and uh, it would have to duplicate and this would be a lot of hours of rendering i'm sure because i would want the exact replicate of his his face and i right. wouldn't i wouldn't want it distorted in any in any way or anything like that any shape or form do you right. know what i mean john 
Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it would it would really take away from the reality of, you know, being immersed within the film. If there's, I, you know, that's some of the issue that people have had with the whole de-aging process is that they feel like it makes everything sort of look uh, artificial. Now, I watched uh, the latest Indiana Jones and I thought the de-aging was pretty damn good there. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's just going to get, it's it's all just going to get better and better. And I, I think we just, we can't be always kicking against the bricks. We can't, mm-hmm. you know, can't fight technology all you can do incorporate it yes in a in a in a way that's ethical and that's the most important and the thing about it is is what sag after and what the wga is doing is forcing ethics because yeah it's not the job of a corporation to be ethical it's the job of a corporation to make money that's that's what they are required to do and even if ethics got in the way of them making money, there are people that could sue them for that. Right. right. So it is the job of the worker. It is the job of the government to force the ethics. Yes. And I hope that they get, um, you know, t- attention, put attention on that and pass some laws and bills. Yeah for us um because we need that we need we need them to act on this and and we need them to do research on it the government officials who are higher up than us and they need to be very well read on ai and uh, the pros and the cons and then they have to put in legislate you know they have to put in some type of legislation because i'm not seeing anything i'm not really seeing a lot of laws for protection on right. on like you said sag and after are doing it they're the leaders they're the ones saying hey you know fran dresher's out there in the front on the front lines fighting for all the actors and actresses and and also for the writers they're also um under attack so it's going to be very interesting to see how it all settles and sorts out and i'm hoping for a good and quick resolution where things remain intact and there's respect for the individual human beings. So, and, and their craft. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I can get my movie made. Yeah. And then you, and then you can get your, exactly. So please let's hurry up so we can get our movies made because we've got stories to tell, right, John? Yeah. So many stories, no doubt. Yeah. So, well, wonderful. Um, John, um, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to start wrapping it up soon, but is there anything else you wanted to promote? And then we're going to do our heart messages. Gosh, you know, I mean, all, you know, all, all I can say is check out the married to movies, uh, podcast, uh, check out. I've got like four or five films on, uh, the different platforms like Tubi and Prime and that type of thing. There's Darcy, there's Hobo Aces, there's The Night We Met, there's Little By Peep, and there's a Creeping Crawl. So there you what? go, there's five. Wow, you're amazing. I'm so impressed with you. And you've got you've got like 55 plus credits on IMDB and they're fabulous. So I very, very tired man. Yes, oh, well, you know what? We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do, John. And thank you, Tracy, Nicole. And also, um, I'd love to have you back again. And I want to check out your podcast. Please check out Married to Movies, uh, John and Tracy's podcast 
on Spotify and uh, YouTube and wherever else, every, everywhere else, right? And check out uh, Film Talk with AJ Dean, even uh, though you're, talking, you're checking it out right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate that. I love that. I just uh, adore that. Um, I just, uh, I'm so thankful for you and all the great filmmakers out there. Um, I do want to say we do our heart messages before we close the show. Um, I'm going to start with my heart message first. Um, I want to say if there's someone right now in the world that you haven't contacted, that you want to contact, give them a ring. I want to promote people to reconcile if you can and reconnect with those who you may have not spoken with in a, a little while, maybe some actor friends or actresses, or maybe some writers, someone in the creative arts or, you know, uh, some of your friends. Give them a ring and check up on them and just to say hi and see how they're doing. So that's my heart message for this week. And over to you, John. I would just say that uh, there are people in your life that you have basically said, you know, you know, I'm done with that part of my life or that person doesn't seem. And don't be afraid to just reach out because. I think most of the time we create our own stories of what might happen or what kind of rejection might happen. And then when, but when we actually move on that, my wife has been uh, taking some uh, self-help classes and it, and she reached out to family members that she hadn't talked to in years. And it was a really cathartic and really beautiful experience. So let's not give up on each other. Let's not give up on people. And let's always, uh, you know, let's always renew the file and, and give ourselves another opportunity for uh, connection. Yes, beautifully said. Thank you so much, John. And with that, I wish you the best of everything, you and Tracy, and many blessings to you and your I family. Your show, AJ. I think you are just a wonderful, wonderful person who doing a great, who uh, does a great show, and I, I have a great time. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, email you and sign up for uh, later on uh, in 2024. Oh my gosh! Thank you, John. Thank you, thank you so much for saying that. That has touched my heart, made me very happy tonight. I appreciate I like you. And yeah, I'm gonna do the. I'm, are you? <laughs> I'm gonna do the fan. <laughs> do the fan. And say again, jo uh, John. I'm, I'm verklempt. <laughs> I'm verklempt. I'm verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What's that, yeah. from, John? Oh, oh, that's gone with the wind. That's one that's of the great. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to do that. That was Clark Gable's. Line. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it was love a classic, it. wasn't it? Absolutely. I love I love the classics. I love the classics too. Well, until next time, John. Um, until next time, au revoir. Au revoir. I do give a damn, AJ. <laughs>